This episode is brought to you by Alberta Podcast Network. My name is Kenny Buller, and as the host of Second Floor Podcast, we are extremely proud to say that we are partners and affiliated with Alberta Podcast Network. Enjoy the episode. I was in ninth grade when I did my very first TV show. I did a show with Sidney Poitier uh, called Children of the Dust, and it was a miniseries on CBS. Uh, it was my first role. The show got nominated for an Emmy, and I you know, kind of started in the arts there. I didn't do a lot beforehand in like drama or anything like that. Yeah. I was always an, uh, uh, an artist trapped in a jock's body. Yeah. Uh, so sports were always there. So I think on paper, that's where it started. But truly, if I look at it, you know, and we're so much more comfortable talking about neurodivergent human beings nowadays. Everything's, you know, whether it's ADHD or, or anxiety, it could be a number of different things. I was undiagnosed with a lot of these as a youngster. Um, and so I think, you know, art itself became outlets for me to be able to still live in a neurotypical world. So, you know, having ADHD, the fact that I just, I didn't know that I needed to doodle uh, in order to also learn, you know, I didn't know that drawing and building things was actually helping my brain uh, stay calm, right? So a lot of, I think, the answers to trying to just exist properly pushed me into an artistic world. Uh, my dad is an artist as mm -hmm. well. Uh, so for sure, family. And my dad's a painter. His stuff's in the art gallery right now. It got uh, juried uh, with the five artists, one love. Uh, so his stuff's up there. So beautiful. It's oh, wow. Amazing that's painter. awesome. Mom's an artist. My, my uncle, Brett Miles, is a world-renowned saxophone player. He's played with Miles Davis, Taylor Dane. Wow. Uh, my cousin, Roly Pemberton, a.k.a. Cadence Weapon, is a rapper. Uh, used to be Poet Laureate in, in Edmonton. Yeah. So there's a lot of art around me as well. So it's always it's always been an option. And also, it's you're just surrounded by it. So for me, art... It's just kind of a part of my life, and it's also been medicine for my life. Mm, yeah, I love that. Yeah. And and how did how did the, the 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 journey of being you know you know you said you know sports has always been there. Um, what how did that play a role? Yeah. with the creative stuff. Yeah, you know it's that's fun. You know, so again, it's you know your environments and what you grow up. You can just as you get older, you can look back and just see like oh. I thought that was all me. It was not me. Yeah. You know, like my grandfather, <laughs> yeah. Roly Miles, that's his name for those who followed the uh, former Edmonton Eskimos, now uh, the Elks. Uh, he was a Hall of Fame. Um, Skona Park was named after him, the Roly Miles Athletic Park for three or four time Grey Cup champion. Uh, sports were always there. My dad was an athlete. Mom was an athlete. But he was the first one to put me, Jess, you need to do sports. I, I, it's Olympics right now, so this is a good story. Uh, my mom tells me about the Olympics uh, don't even remember which ones, early 80s. Uh, I was watching gymnastics. Maybe I was five, six years old. Uh, and I went to the top of the basement stairs and I just looked at my mom in the eye and then I just tried to do a backflip down the basement stairs. Did not. Landed on my head. Got a concussion. Oh. Uh, and then I'm in the <laughs> hospital and my grandpa's like, you need to put this boy in some sports. So I started off with gymnastics. <laughs> yeah. Did pretty well gymnastics. Junior Olympics, which was pretty cool. And then moved into track and field and, and basketball and a bunch of other things. But sports for me, as I got better at track, it also became a stage. And that was my favorite part about it. You know, training, eh, it was great. I know I had to do it. The more I trained, the bigger the stage. So I understood what was the end of it. But I didn't love that as much as I did the thousands of people uh, in the stands signing autographs. And then it's time for you to jump. Like, so I was a high jumper. Yeah. And one of the most peaceful things, you know, at the beginning, you have thousands of people doing this clap. 
like this and just speeds up and everything's in unison and you just go up to the bar boom 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 boom, boom and then for like a split second you're actually weightless floating don't hit the bar land and just, just ah. and the whole show that you put on yeah. is such a beautiful experience i could especially around olympic times i could still feel it like it was yesterday but you know the creativity and outfits you wear and how you carry yourself and what show you're going to put on was still a part of it and again artist in a jock's body it didn't matter if i was good at the sport i did want to create something beautiful you know mm, yeah i love that i love that and and, and what what kind of triggered you into into being like okay well you know sports are there but like now you don't want to focus more on the creative realm of things when did that start coming into fruition where you started pursuing those more yeah strongly well i think it happened it it wasn't it wasn't it has never been binary for me right so the through line has always been arts um so i I guess the best question is when did sports take a back seat yes right because art had always been and always was going to be yes Sports took a backseat right before the Athens Olympics. So I was training, and then I had uh, what looked like a stroke. I actually ended up being a TIA. Uh, so I was training, and then, you know, I couldn't, like, my right eye had, like, a slow eclipse go over it. And then I couldn't feel my face, and I was, like, slurring my speech. And we went to the ER. They did the spinal tap. Uh, so they thought I was having a stroke at the time. Oh, wow. And then we didn't know what was happening, so my team was worried about me continuing. So... We, they, we collectively decided we're not going to pursue the, the Olympic Games. I tried on my own. I was mm. stubborn. Uh, came up short that year. And that was a year when I was ranked sixth in the world. So it was like the best year. Uh, but then after that, it was a natural progression. I'm like, this, this is actually an easy decision at this stage where yeah. I can put where I'm not just physically good at something, but where my mind, body, and soul wants to live. And so from that moment, it's been just art, 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 art. Yeah. Uh, I say that like it's just been smooth sailing. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. decided I was going to be an actor and it's been great. Yeah. Of course, this is a ridiculously hard industry. So it's yes. that plus sometimes I'm selling cars. Sometimes I'm consulting, doing what I have to do. Yes. At this stage, it's a little bit more secure. But yeah, it's uh, that was the day where sports kind of took the backseat. Right. Uh, yeah. And it became art, art, art. Right. Now, with your, I guess, you know, you said you have a background in art. You know, you got family members in it. And did that give you, I guess, the, like the confidence to... You know, I mean, again, like you said, this industry is tough, right? And mm-hmm. people want to pursue being an actor or a creative or right. whatever that, whatever they want. It's very, very difficult. And it's, and it's tough to see kind of a blueprint mm-hmm. of like, okay, this is what I got to do. Go to school, right. do this, and right. then get in there, right? right? It's not like that. So for you, you know, did you always have the, because of the art background was like, okay, cool. Like I have family members that have been there, done that. Yeah. Then it's it's all yeah. good. Like I, I think I can pursue this. And there, there wasn't really... Were there doubts about that, the path? To I mean, getting? they might have had doubts. They didn't tell me necessarily. Mm, yeah, there wasn't yeah. pushback, like I've heard in many other families. Yes. Past, right? Like, so the pushback wasn't there. My uh, family allowed me to fail, for sure. Allowed me to spread my wings and whatever happens. So so emotional support and love had been there. And I think that's very key. Um, so that was for sure. There was yes. never like, don't do that. You shouldn't do that. Right. So I think that was a big chunk of allowing you to continue to do that. And it's really weird to me, actually, a parent. I, I'm a parent of three. I can't imagine my child being passionate about a thing uh, and me telling him not to do that and do something that you're not passionate about. But that's just me and the lens that I'm looking through. It seems weird. I can understand why sometimes the idea through one person's lens that I want my children to be secure and safe and live a life that has the least amount of pain. Uh, But then when I look at that, I say the least amount of pain would be doing the thing you're the most passionate about regardless of a financial outcome. 
that's so my parents also that they were that way you know mm. uh, I had some privileges of course I mean I grew up in St. Albert nobody was rich but it's St. Albert and we live in Canada so you know as much as there are some things that can go against me as being a large black man I also understand the privileges that I, I still have so I was able to do some of these things and take chances you know? yeah, yeah 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 and and there were so it, while you were coming up were there any you know I guess doubts in terms of the or insecurities in terms of like the career path or right. you know were you kind of more like if I try this I try this and if it's not for me I'll move on to the next type of thing or no, every day I yeah. still doubt it yeah it's ridiculously hard yeah I doubt it every single time I mean I have an audition you know every two or three times a week and most of the time they say no to you and you not just no you do an audition you open everything up as authentic as you possibly can you put all of your feelings on the table and you say please like me please, please, yeah. please. and <laughs> yeah. then normally they don't like you yeah. <laughs> and you rinse and repeat this over and over and then of course you you know it's also a, a, a career where you get a gig then when you rap you're unemployed again like unless you're doing a series mm. you're constantly said no to and you're constantly unemployed mm. so doubts forever and i'm constantly nervous constantly anxious uh but a lot of that feeds it too there's some weird desire that I like that you can never really be complacent. You can't just sit back. Uh, and nobody owes you anything. You have to prove yourself. And then you have to always check, do I love it? And that check-in is always like so much I do. Yeah. Like I, I love it when I'm not booking. I love it when the job's over. I love it when I'm working and writing my own scripts and I'm not. maybe I don't make any money at all. It's fine. I know for sure it's not about money. And I think when you find that thing, uh, you can make some. You know? mm, yeah. I love that. I love that. Man, that's... For me, I I, I really, I, I totally relate to you on that level because it's, there's something invigorating of the uh, of the chase as well. Yeah. yeah and the yeah. chip, like I have a, you know, I feel like I have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder, yeah. like competitiveness, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. playing ball, you know, growing up playing ball, you know, being in St. Albert, sure. being one of the only brown yeah, guys yeah, in St. Yeah, Albert, yeah. right? You I'm sure it. you're the same, you, you yeah. know? Um, and and I, I feed off that as yeah. well. Where's the chip there from? It's, the chip has always been there. I feel like I've always wanted to do something great. Yeah. Especially in the in in the realms that I like. If I'm if I'm playing ball, I always thought I'm gonna make it to the NBA. Right. 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 Brown, five sure. foot four, brown yeah. guy, gonna yeah, make yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I pursued it at that level. Right. Um, and now, same thing with you know the filmmaking stuff mm -hmm. and the rapping. It's like I see it. Yeah. I I, I think I'm there. Like yeah, I yeah. and I and I love having that. Like oh you know there's no way you can do it. And same thing. It's like being in Edmonton too. Right. Yeah. Like I feel like. A lot of people, you know, there's this a little bit of a bubble of like, you know, there there is our, our creative industry starting to, you know, grow for sure. sure. There's a lot more people doing things, great things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like there still is the thing of like, you can't make it here. Mm -hmm. You know, has anyone ever told you that? Have they told you you can't make it? I know I've had people that have told me to stop. Yeah, yeah they haven't yeah. told me like you can't make it. Yeah. Um, I've had my parents tell me all the time, right. what are you doing? Yeah. What do you what? say to them? And I'm saying this because I think there's a lot of people that people say that to. And oh, some, and yeah. Some, and some quit as a result. But you yeah. haven't. Yeah. I think I think there was, there, there was a lot of, I feel, um, just the sense of proving my dad wrong. Because mm -hmm. actually growing up, I actually didn't like my dad. My dad's very stern, military, conservative background. Right. Um, this whole creative realm just he doesn't understand it yeah, yeah. you know what i mean so the, as i started rapping and doing doing this stuff it was completely left field mm -hmm. and him saying that isn't a path mm -hmm. there is nothing there for you right 
you know, you got to stay into, because I took, I, I finished a biology degree right, right. at the U of A. Yeah, yeah. And, and that was one of those things of like, I can do both. Right. Yeah. I, I can do it. And I wanted to prove him wrong mm -hmm. more so. And that, that was kind of the fuel. And then afterwards, it kind of took over and like, I was like, you know what? I want to prove to myself. Sure. And prove to the world yeah, that absolutely. I can, I can pursue this and make a career out Does of Does he it. have a favorite song of yours? Uh, I don't think so. No, I think he's he's <laughs> he. I think he is low key proud. Yeah, cool. but he doesn't show it. That's fair. You know what I mean. Yeah. What about I, you? What about you? I, well, I was gonna say too this idea of when people say there's that's not a path, I and I, I find that somewhat humorous because uh, the next question: Have you walked it? Like you're telling mm. me it's not a path. You've actually never been down the path. Like if I'm ever looking for advice for anybody about anything I should or should not do, it's going to be from someone who's done the thing, not yeah. someone who's not done it or been scared to do it or think. You have to. You can't tell me what's in the room that you've never walked into. That's yeah, all, right. So one hundred percent. Yeah, I just find that always interesting. It's usually and usually it's the people closest to us that do that. They've never done it, and it's their own. They're bringing their own shit to it, right? Like I didn't. I can't see it. Therefore, it doesn't exist, which is yes. the most dangerous thing ever. Right? That is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. It As is. opposed to you're seeing something I haven't seen. Teach me. Mm. That, like, right? Like, there's yes. so much more there. That's it like, is. I hope my kids are going to show me. Like, I did not think that was a possibility. I'm not saying don't do it. I haven't walked it. So walk with me. Show me what we're going to see on this other side. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, I love that.